which prosthetic breaks the sound barrier first, your ass <laughs> or your fist? <laughs> the ass fist conundrum is what it's known as. Welcome, everybody, to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Miles. And this is our glorious 45th episode. Ah, uh, that milestone of milestones, the 45. Yeah. They say um, if you could reach the 45th podcast, then you're, <laughs> you've made it, mister. That is what they say. Yeah. That's the international standard for success in podcasting. When you go to the podcast academy... And you get to the end of the course and they tell you, okay, this is the last lesson we're going to teach you. Get to 45. Yeah. Once you get to 45, your goal. That's at the Podcademy? Podcademy. Podcastomy. Podcastatomy. Podcastatomy. I like that. It sounds like they snip our balls afterwards. That's no good. Podcastration anatomy. (laughs) Podcastratomy. It's the study of podcasts. Uh, Yeah, we uh, we actually studied podcasting uh, in a castle up in the hills of uh, England. And, um, <laughs> Edinburgh! We had to, uh, we had to go to an, an alleyway that had all these nifty shops that had like special things that we could purchase. We had, I, there's a store where you go in and you, you, you get matched with a microphone. You have to go in and there's a microphone shop and you, you hold several of them and, and the microphone picks you. It was weird too because we walked in and the shopkeeper looked at us both as a black balls. And we weren't quite <laughs> sure. Was yeah, that's right. I've got the perfect microphone for you. A black ball. I was just like, thanks. I don't, I'm not sure what's going Two on Two giant pendulous Why? black balls in your face. <laughs> ah, but they'll, she'll never meet each other. They should be separated by miles, yet only inches. <laughs> it was very cryptic. Yeah, I, it was weird, but you know, you do what you have to do when you're at podcast anatomy class. And then we got offered Froger's, which is what he called frozen yogurt. <laughs> I took it to mean it was a frog covered in no, yogurt. That's it was bad, but it was, it was good. It was okay, bad at the same time, <laughs> I'm going to stop with the Simpsons references. I swear, someday Neil never, never. Um, hmm. Sad news today. Uh-oh. We've had a death in the conspiracy theorist world. Of Our, a theory itself or a theorist? A theorist. Oh, because I don't know. Like, I would love to see like somebody officially say, okay, this conspiracy theory is dead now. We're just we're, we're <laughs> done with this one. Mythbusters does that on a regular basis. Yeah, but it never kills it. It just wounds it, maybe. True. Uh, Art Bell is dead. Oh, the coast-to-coast uh, coast guy? Yeah. Space Coast? Well, before there was Space Coast, Coast to Coast, there was Art Bell, Coast to Coast. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I heard of a few times when I was doing overtime laid out, but uh, I was not a devotee like you were. Well, I, oh God, I loved Art Bell. And some of the late night radio, AM, it comes in, you know, all staticky and weird. And the theme song is awesome. And he comes on and he wants to talk about like, Bigfoot and like one of the weirdest calls I ever listened to was a guy. Well, they they were exploring the subject of the the hole that they had drilled in the earth down to hell. 
Or they had drilled in Russia. They had drilled a hole as far down as anybody's ever drilled. And they dropped a microphone. And when they dropped the microphone, <laughs> it was screams. <laughs> I, yep, I've heard that. By the way, do I sound better now? You sound actually way better. Yeah, I changed my settings. I realized what was going on. Okay, so anyways, yes, I heard. Oh, so let's. Uh, we're going to have to go back and do that whole bit all over again. <laughs> Hold on. What are we talking about? Castration and black balls. Okay, we, we got this. Okay, let's bring everybody up to speed because I'm going to go in and edit this. I'm going to chop <laughs> out that beginning part. Welcome to Master Fungus. I'm Tom Winnow. He's Steve Files. Uh, we uh, meant to uh, uh, fake Hogwarts where we uh, got uh, black uh, balls. Lapes is this reference. Um, <laughs> go. Oh, yeah, that's right. For anybody that missed it, uh, there was a Simpsons reference. A very rare occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, where were we? Oh, yes, Mark Bell. To hell. I've, you can go to YouTube and listen to that now, and it's the greatest thing. Yes. Anybody listening, just stop. Just shut it off. Go to YouTube. Put in Art Bell, Hole to Hell, probably. I don't know what he's titled it. But I mean, talks isn't, about the, the... isn't the implication here that we could actually drill into hell and like free a bunch of people? I mean, why wouldn't we be doing that? They're in hell for a reason. Maybe. I mean... I mean, some people are in hell just because they're, like, not Christian. That seems kind of messed up. Like, we should find a section of hell for, you know, Buddhists or something. Let those guys out at least. I don't think that's a thing. Depends on which one you are. Well, yeah, but, I mean, obviously, people, just because they're not Christian doesn't mean they go to hell. No, no, I mean, depends on what denomination. Some people totally think, just because you're not Christian, you're going to hell. Well, then they're the ones that should be digging to hell to get those people out. I tend to believe that, like, pedophiles... Uh, murderers, pedophiles, and people that talk at the theater. Those, what those about are the people that are in hell. Murderers of pedophiles. No, they're cool. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, they're good. Free pass. Until they go celebrate at a movie and start talking. Then they leave you it. just... See, now, I just had a Firefly reference, and that didn't get a what's up. You know, I try and recognize... Did you say, wait, wait, did you say special hell? Because... Oh, no, that's right. You're right. You're right. It's the special hell. That's right. So there's hell and then the special hell. And okay. Special hell is reserved for pedophiles and people that talk to the <laughs> But If you uh, said special, I would have gotten it. I, I swear. I'm sure. Um, on uh, Art Bell is featured on one of Tool's tracks on one of their albums. They have a ridiculous song like they like to do that's just nonsense drumming. And in behind the drumming is one of Art Bell's calls from a guy that was calling in saying that he just escaped from area 51. And nice. He had experiments done on, Oh, it's fantastic. Anybody that is interested in that should probably just pause the podcast and go listen to it <laughs> on YouTube. It but, was actually probably area 51 a, yeah, that was another Simpsons reference. I'm sorry. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Port art bell. He's now he's, he's gone up to heaven, I guess. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's a good. That makes me feel good to think that, like, he made it to heaven, and all those wackadoo calls that he took from people, he could be like, "Yeah, I now I know. Now I know which ones were true and which ones were weren't." <laughs> because some of them were true. They had to have been. No, he's well, probably yeah. walking around heaven all paranoid, like, "Okay, all right, what's the deal? Like, okay, when's the other shoe gonna drop here?" <laughs> There's a there's a there's something going on behind the scenes and I'm gonna figure it out. That's what he's doing up in heaven. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I suppose George Norrie will come back and take over for him because that's that's a wonderful genre. The radio show taking phone calls from people that want to talk about <laughs> Bigfoot. Well, yeah, that's pure entertainment. I mean, if you're driving along 
middle of the night and you what else are you gonna do you're gonna try to stay awake somehow you listen to the nuts bigfoot had a love child with a Loch Ness monster i need to know more about this <laughs> where has this been my entire life <laughs> so what's going on with you excuse me uh busy month for me i got a bachelor party tomorrow i got a wedding at the end of the month and then next month nothing nothing's happening <laughs> Literally nothing. Like nothing at all. You're gonna just stay at home and sit on the couch looking at the wall. It's a pretty wall. It's got flowers on it. I'm not even kidding. I I got flower wallpaper that I never replaced in my apartment. It was there when I moved in. But it soothes me, you know. It keeps me from going out and murdering everybody. So I keep it. That's that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. My therapy wallpaper. Therapaper. Therapy. Yes, I'm gonna market that. Therapaper. Smiley faces that keep the rage and murderous, <laughs> the pedophiles inside. <laughs> I can only imagine what's on that wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> so happy! Oh! Um. So let's talk about Ready Player One. Ah, uh, yes. I saw it. I actually left the house and I wasn't at work, and I Weird. went and saw a movie. There was a third structure I walked into. It was crazy. Yeah. Weird. I didn't know how to act. <laughs> So uh, if I remember right, you said something about how much you hated it and we're going to blow up the theater or something. I can't remember. I th- uh, there was think a plan. Was, there was a plan in place. No, the exact opposite. <laughs> I loved Ready Player One. Love that. It was great. And the people who say that it was not as good as the book probably have a point, I guess, because that, there was... That, wait, wait. The people... I am a, I am one of those. I like the movie, but I did not think it was as good as the book. Those people. Those hipster fucks. Those people that have to say it wasn't as good as the book just so you know that they read the book. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean why else would you read a book ever? Just so one just day so. you could be like, ah, I saw. I read the book before it was a movie. I did the same thing with Annihilation. I, I read the book and I went and saw the movie. I'm like, well, you know, it changed <laughs> almost everything. I'm just telling you. Well, I was expecting a lot more changes to Ready Although Player the, One. The, before we get to Ready Player One, the book Annihilation had much less Natalie Portman side boob than the movie, so I can't honestly say that the book was better than the movie. Uh, okay, good. So this Natalie Portman side boob in the movie Annihilation? Yeah. I th- Hold I'm on, sure. I gotta go watch that movie. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm back. Done. That's all I needed. Um... No, so the book Ready Player One, they were it was like different and then the movie was they they changed a couple things, but they were equally as cool. They we got two versions that were equally cool. Yeah, which I can I, dig. Yeah, there were a couple things missing that I'd like to talk about later, but I'll get over it. <laughs> I understand that it only exists in my imagination, but I well, I'll think tell you. Yeah, go. I, well, if you remember, because we both read the book around the same time, and when you you told me that they're going to make a movie, I think one of the first things I said was, I guarantee you they're going to change tons of it to cast a wider net. Yeah. Like, like the book was a big love letter to the late 70s and the 80s, maybe early 90s, but right in that area, pretty much the 80s. Yeah. And like, they're going to make this movie, and they're going to... They're going to make a bigger net. They're going to make a bigger time frame of nostalgia in order to get more people, you know, happy about it, which I'm fine with. And I could see. And that's what absolutely what they did, too. So, yeah, I liked the 80s references. They did concentrate mostly on the 80s. 
there was some 90s stuff but not <clears throat> not a ton like there was the Jurassic Park the the T-Rex from Jurassic Park and stuff like that well there's also like the Gundam was you know more fan service to anime nerds than the book was you know stuff like that right yeah the in the final battle at the end he didn't have his robot suit that the book had which i don't remember was he in voltron see i want to say so but i it's been so long since i read the book now i know voltron was there yeah voltron was in it voltron was mentioned and one of the voltron lions was in the final fight um but i for people that haven't read the book and maybe have seen the movie or people that want to see the movie, the final battle at the very end is kind of one of these epic things where all these people get to use their avatars to go up against each other and they can choose what they want for an avatar for the most part. And so a lot of them have chosen very, you know, popular characters from the eighties and mm-hmm. some from the seventies, some from the nineties, but mostly the eighties. I'll tell you what I was disappointed with, what I wanted to see. I wanted to see at the end when he was putting the call out to all these people. I wanted to have like all these vehicles because that's in in the book. Yeah. People yeah, yeah. show up and they're all in these robot suits like Voltron yeah. and uh, Gundam and stuff like that. Uh, the Iron Giant. But I wanted to see just uh, like a bunch of vehicles barreling towards the final battlefield. And in the lead, I wanted to see the goblin, the green goblin truck from <laughs> Maximum Overdrive with the big blaring horn and the eyes lit up red. And then like maybe it pans over next to him and in uh, Optimus Prime is and then it pans over again and it's uh, Snowman's uh, rig from Smoking the Bandit. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. Oh, my God. That would have just I would have jizzed in my pants. That would have been cool. See, and I bet everybody that saw that has a list of things that they're like, man, if only they could have, like, I would have loved it if, I don't know, Parzival or somebody, like, well, I'm thinking Parzival. At some point, one of the items, one of the, like, the talismans or something like that he had would have been, like, He-Man's sword. Yeah. Where he could, like, you could see Grayskull in the background if he starts doing the chant or something. Or or Lion-O's sword from Thundercats. Yeah. Well, he, you know, something his... like that, where he whips out, like, one of these magic, you know, blades that's I'm really pretty sure iconic. his belt buckle was the Thundercats logo. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. Um, but like he, like he'll just he just pulls it out. Like he's got he, or even one of the bad guys. Somebody just whips it out. I was like, oh, I have the power. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been so cool. Maybe when they make part two. <clears throat> yeah, because you know what's happening. I hope so. They ended it on a with a cliffhanger. Did they? What was the cliffhanger? The cliffhanger was when he asked him, "Are you really dead?" And it was kind of like he had, oh right, they kind of placed his consciousness yeah. in the AI, yada yada yada. Right, he kind of smiled. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like, yeah, you think everybody thinks I'm dead, but I'm really alive in the Oasis. Ghost in the Shell. Yes, yes. What they did do in this one, and I noticed, is they downplay the D and D. Yeah, lot. big time. Like they had a TSR poster, like. The classic dragon, big red dragon for the TSR poster. Yeah, on his like boyhood home, his bedroom wall. But other than that, the D and D was huge in the book and was downplayed big time in the yep. in the movie. Well, there was something about D and D in almost all of the three keys in the book. Well, I remember the first one. He actually played a lit, like he went to one of the Dungeons and Dragons modules and played a lit undead lich joust. <laughs> yes. Well, he's not go- and that was going backwards in the race. 
that, yeah. that's what replaced it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he's the only one that really knew about it. He stumbles upon it, yeah. I think, with the D&D map, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he figures the school, it out. School, school. Was it just like, la, 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 la. Oh, my God, there it is. It was. He figures to go to it, but... Yeah, he's, like, on the school planet or wherever he goes in the yeah. Oasis. <laughs> oh, I am dealing with something. Yeah. Anyway, I loved Ready Player One. It was good. I loved it. I it was awesome. Still like the book better. Mm-hmm. I I guess I do too. For to some degree, the book was cool, and I I loved the book. I I I got a free copy with Loot Crate and started reading it, and then um, ended up buying the Kindle copy. Hmm. Now, if I remember right, I read your copy. I think you gave me your copy. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Movie was good. I remember thinking it was going to be a licensing nightmare. And that's probably what happened. There's probably so much more they could have done or wanted to do. Yeah, they just they couldn't just get couldn't. the licensing. Or, or like I, I had this thought of all these different license owners, Hasbro and whatever, Mattel, all these different toy owners or Atari or whatever, sitting sitting there going, "Okay, this book's a hit. Stephen King's talking about making a movie. We're gonna let's start making our list of what they're gonna have to give up to give for us to give them the license." And the studio or whatever's going, all right, we'll take this and that, but we're not paying you $5 million to use, you know, joust in your fucking... Well, when it comes to, like, toy manufacturers and stuff like that, the I mean, if it were me and I had a brand that was popular 30 years ago and now it was just kind of like a pop culture icon, but it really... If, if Why wouldn't I just give them that? Well, that's exactly it. If they had a brand that was going now... Yeah, that's free advertising, and they can make toy sales. But they're not making any money off of it by just giving it up. So I could see them going, you know, you want to use Optimus Prime. Well, a they would have to fight Michael Bay or whoever the hell do. Yeah, <laughs> it's got the lenses for Optimus Prime. But okay, like He Man, it's like you're gonna have to, you know, I don't think there's any He Man card. I know they rebooted a couple times, but I don't think there's anything right now. But still, they're not. I guess they're not using it for any other purpose other than to celebrate it. And how many people, how many eyeballs are going to look at that and be like, oh, He-Man, I got to go get He-Man. I got to watch He-Man. I got to consume everything He-Man. But that's, yeah, but they're not doing anything He-Man now. Like, they, there's no toys or cartoon to consume, as far as I know. So they're not going to make any money. And like, you're talking about the benevolence of a corporation, which. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I guess. When I they could think. get, when they could, like, hose the studio for big money. Like, yeah, pay us $10 million, We'll let you use this guy in the scene. And they're like, yeah, yeah. We're gonna use Gundam did. instead. Fuck it, fuck you. <laughs> uh, um, one of my only disappointments in the whole movie was the Firefly class ship that they used in it was a mod. It wasn't the Firefly from the TV show. Wasn't Serenity. It was not Serenity. Oh, oh, sad. But it was a Firefly. It was a Firefly ship. It just wasn't Serenity. Boo. Mm. But did they make up for it with the whole Shining sequence? What do you mean? Oh, well, oh, the... oh my God, the Shining. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Well I, well, I thought you were talking about they did. Uh, well, if you watch Firefly and Serenity, Shiny is. Shiny. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you were making a reference to Shiny. Shiny. Everything Shining. in Firefly, they say. Shiny. Shiny. But it should catch on. Um, yeah, one of these days be, it'll catch on. I want to bring that out there, you know, shiny. shiny. Stop saying cool. Say shiny. Shiny. Uh, but yes, 
having the shining instead of war games that was awesome <laughs> i loved it the second they picked the shining i was like oh this is so good that's exactly how i felt in mad max fury road when they're <laughs> doing the big battle scene in the sandstorm yeah i I'm, i was sitting in the theater going i don't want to be anywhere else in the entire world than right here right now this is glorious mm-hmm. it's funny because what was it a line from parzival when he looks at his friend he's like I'm like he's like super upset that he that the friend never saw the shining. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I don't like scary stuff, but Bob looks like yeah, that's like so many people like with their own friends. Like, how have you never seen this movie? Yeah. Well, I was sitting there with Leslie, and she said, "I've never seen the shining." <laughs> I looked at her <clears throat> as soon as uh, he was walking down the hall. I said, "Oh, he's gonna see the twins," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. As I soon as they, I, I was like waiting for it, yeah. And I was like, "Come and play with us." And she's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." I'm like, "This is gonna be twins. This is gonna be blood. It's gonna be an elevator." Oh my god, this is so good! And then they actually showed the the little crusty old lady like nude with the yeah. axe. Well, she didn't have an axe, but she had an axe in this movie. Well, I remember when the hulking what, what was the H was going towards that room. What room? Two thirty seven. Two thirty seven. Yes. And I'm like, okay, this is a PG-13. I wonder what they're going to do here. Yeah, it's just tastefully covered up the nude parts of the... Yeah, but it was still like yeah. pretty uh, explicit. <laughs> Swinging the axe and chopping them off. Oh, so they good. never showed Jack. And that was a slight... Dis- like, okay, how much would they have to play Jack Nicholson for his likeness, I guess. But they never showed... Right, because know, the portrait through. Right. portrait in the hallway... Was Halliday. Was Halliday and... Um, when the axe comes through the door, it's the little old lady. Right. Oh, I want to go watch that movie again right now. <laughs> you probably can. You just got a yeah. nice Chinese no, version with some subtitles. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> it's got to be in front of me and easy. Just give it time. It'll be out somewhere. Yeah. I'll buy it when it comes out. Anyway, so that's Ready Player One. My review, it gets uh, three thumbs up. Three. Wait, what the hell was our... Oh, we had a whole grading system. Back in the day, what was yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode to see what the grading <laughs> system was. What was that? Um, Jesus, I don't remember. It was something It was something hilarious. Oh, I'm I, sure. Yes. I am confident in saying that. Uh, until we figure out what the new... Well, or, I'm sorry. Until we figure out what the old grading system is. I'm going to go with the new grading system, and that's three thumbs up. <laughs> I'll give it 6.5 teeth clacking. Yeah. Nubs. Nubs. Cinnabite teeth clacking. 6.5 nubs to tongue. (laughs) Uh, What would, what's the high end of the scale? Uh, 7.2. So 7.2 nubby teeth. (laughs) I want to change mine now from thumbs to, (laughs) now that I said Cinnabites, I want to, I want it to be like out of a hundred pins on pinhead. (laughs) <laughs> that, that got a, a 98 98 and then one that's pushed in a little too far yeah okay now i have to find out what the old grading system was <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be some research because you gotta remember what episode it was in <laughs> i just have to go back and listen to them all we gotta find that one obsessive fan we have out there that has cataloged and cross-referenced our entire cat our entire library chuddy i'm counting on you Yes, you you know you got it. You tell us. It's in there. We will we have ways of making you talk. Um okay, so, so Ready Player 1. 
done. Sort of, sort of relate to that, but in the fact that it was in a theater, I went and saw the A Quiet Place. Yes, I want to see that. It was good. I liked it. It was actually there's there's plot holes. I was talking to my brother. It's like there's plot holes that that are immediately apparent. But I have a, enough of a threshold for plot holes that this didn't pass it. So I still enjoy the movie. Was it scary? I mean, no. I mean. It's a monster movie more than anything. So it's like every monster movie. You start off not really seeing it. A couple jump scares, tense moments, but it was it was unique and it was well, you know, well acted, well written, never, you know, plotted. It was actually pretty good. Um but the whole shtick, you know, everybody's gotta be quiet. That was different. That was kind of cool. But it was the the noteworthy thing for me was in the theater, there was this family. Like I, at least two kids and a mom and dad were like to my right and then behind, and the kids were kind of whispering. You could kind of hear the mom whispering. It wasn't that big a deal for me, but it was a big deal for somebody else. And they put up with it for about four fifths of the movie. But towards the end, he's like, "It's like, hey, how about we shut the fuck up?" Like, <laughs> loud, like loud. I was like, "Oh Jesus, dude!" And then you kind of hear the dad mumble something. He's like, "You're the goddamn theater. It's time to teach them manners." Like, still, like the whole theater could hear him. Like everybody, because like the whole shtick of the movie was like everybody's quiet, so it's not big explosions and stuff like that going on. Like every, like everybody whispering, you could hear. Yeah. And like I said, you could kind of hear this family. I tuned them out, but this guy was not having it. He was. Well, hey, yeah. listen, they're going to the special hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Going straight to the special hell. Special hell, and I was like, I'm sitting there to kind of turn my head. I was like, is there going to be a fight? Like, is this dad going to back down, or is he going to like try to defend his? Kids How old were the kids? Because I know it was PG thirteen. Ah, uh, no older than thirteen. Honestly, yeah. probably younger. Well, maybe they needed to learn a really good lesson right then and there. Yeah. And they shut the hell up. I'll tell you what. Good. After he, after he got on them, they they did shut the hell up. I was like, oh okay. And he was probably just wishing he had done that so much earlier. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> but that was a uh, that was funny. I liked it, and it, the, the theater was packed for a wow. Sunday afternoon. The theater for a horror movie. It was really packed. Good. It, it got really good reviews, and word of mouth is really good. So, Jim from The Office does a good movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's on fire. He was a he was the writer director of that thing. So there you go, and star written, directed, and starred in his own horror movie. I love it. I love uh, mockumentary TV shows. <laughs> what else do you love? Ah, what else, indeed? uh so last time we talked about things we hated and now we're going to talk about things we love yin yang baby full circle the yin summer of love in the yang which could be a really short episode because we (laughs) we typically talk about the things we love anyway Um, i I thought you were gonna say we hate so much more than we love no but uh you know makes the things that we love so much sweeter that we can hate so much (laughs) Uh, as long as we love as much as we hate hey that's not how that goes you have to have balance let me guess you love the simpsons i love the simpsons it's not even on my list because it seems like too easy a moot point get it out of the way now i love the simpsons and seinfeld and arrested development there boom yeah what's I don't have a list. I'm freeballing it, man. So, okay, I'll I'll give you the first item on my list. Yeah, go. I, and this makes me sound shitty, so I'll get better as I go along. Maybe things, we could talk about things we love that we shouldn't, but we do. So, I love correcting people. (laughs) (laughs) What? 
I know. Like if somebody drops a reference and they did it wrong, like there's this whole thing that I used to do when I was a kid that if somebody quoted a movie line or something like that, you know, I would, I learned that just say, no, no, you said it wrong and, and saying it right was a dick move. So what I would do is laugh <laughs> and then repeat it, but repeat it right. <laughs> um. Well, I guess I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't correct people very often. I would rather like, unless it is pertinent, unless my, correcting them is going to move the conversation forward better i don't know i oh no i'm not a, no, no. I'm not a big corrector it's to show people how smart you are i mean <laughs> like it's like the favorite my favorite word is actually yeah well did you know actually the jews never built the pyramids you know shit like that you gotta <laughs> you gotta just when the conversation calls for a snippet of trivia that mm-hmm. they might not have known you gotta just drop that in there you know blah, blah, blah. well actually the earth's not completely round you know actually <laughs> <laughs> well actually the earth is flat yeah actually it's flat and you guys are sheep <laughs> and every I'm the only one that actually knows actually dangling by a pole um and so that's kind of um that's that's a not popular Oh, I know. Like I said, these are the shitty things, things that to like. To be shitty. Oh, okay. Well, I love, I, but I, I like because I have all this stupid useless knowledge. Now, if somebody reverses it and tells me something, you know, corrects me, I'm actually not that pissed. I'll be totally honest with you. Hmm. I like I could dish it and take it. I really think I'm, I'm pretty even-handed on that one. Well, actually, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Damn it! No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're fucking. Okay. Um. I'm trying to think of something that I love that is just not w- would be looked upon as the last probably... Jedi. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there. I um... it makes you a bad person. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't love the last Jedi though. Um, okay, okay. I liked it, but I could say I love it just to be a contrarian. Just to be. I think that that's probably my. There it is. That, you know, we've just flushed out the fact that <laughs> I love being a contrarian. I have an <laughs> an intense counter will, um, yes. and uh, nobody knows that better than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she does not enjoy the fact that I'm a little bit of a contrarian, but I guess that uh, the fact that I don't love it, I, I think that it's just a personality trait that... I immediately want to do the opposite <laughs> of what I've been told. Must go against the flow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the last shit I was great. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that's exactly what it is. I like the last Jedi just because everybody hates it, and that is true to some degree, I guess. Um, like the more hate I saw spewed upon it, the more I wanted to like it. So. Whereas I guess the more that's hate true. I saw spewed upon it, the more I got a big old stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it validated your opinion. That's, it, I, that's what I love, being validated. I love having allies. <laughs> Even if your allies are wrong. Mm. Yeah, but you don't have to be wrong when you have numbers. Or you don't have to be right when you have numbers. Or wrong. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Or, yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you number two on my list. No. Swearing. I fucking love it. I feel happy about it. I was repressed you know i swore as a kid but it was it was a no-no so <laughs> as an adult i love fucking swearing god damn it ass butt <laughs> yeah i do too 
do you um do you ever listen to the podcast uh, my brother my brother and me no. it's three brothers they're pretty funny and they do <laughs> um they take snippets from their podcast and they animate them and there's mm. one really funny one and it's uh just out of the blue one of them asked what's your favorite wizard swear word <laughs> And they go on and on about what their favorite wizard swear word is, and it turns out that it's just fuck. <laughs> wizard <laughs> fucking swear wands. <laughs> living in this fucking castle, the dragon fucking dragons. <laughs> you if if you don't listen to my brother, my brother and me, it's funny. Huh. Uh fucking wizards. Well, it's like um what was that one that we listened to? The Forgotten Classics. Yes. Where they're doing Wuthering Heights and <laughs> she kept talking like, well, if you do this, you might not have to be with this man. Well, you know, I can. And then eventually he's like, well, I guess you're going to have to fuck him. <laughs> Just out of the blue. <laughs> right. And then that almost made me go off the road. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Well, swearing. Hmm. It's, you know, and they've done a study. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that intelligent people swear more. <laughs> So I'm sensing a pattern here. Yes. Yes. You like to correct people. You like to validate your opinions. And then swear at them. And then swearing. And swearing makes you smart. Uh, I see. <laughs> Did you know there's no free will, motherfucker? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there's something freeing about being able to swear. Yeah. But I'm also not a fan of uh, swear word losing its value. Well, if you overuse it, like if it's a punctuation mark, sure. But if it's just a ellipsis, like if you're talking you're like, and fucking, I fucking, fucking, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. Which then it gets... I'll tell you, working in a jail, yeah. <laughs> that the word fucking is, uh, can be used for anything. And I think that's true with any place, but like it, it's almost, you don't even hear it when you're talking to somebody in the jail. No, it's not even, doesn't even register. Doesn't register. That's how often the F word, mm-hmm. the mother have, of all swear words. You would have more of an impact if you said um, fiddlesticks. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> fiddlesticks. Then people would pay attention to you. Yeah. <sighs> well, here's one about me that you might not know. <clears throat> you love? I, I love all things Disney. I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't seem true to me. Yeah, it doesn't Actually, sound like me, though. That's not true. Actually, that's not true. You don't love all things Disney. <laughs> all things Disney. Do you love uh, It's a Small World? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which people hate that, and it makes me like it more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There are. There are people that absolutely despise that ride. And it's, I mean, yes, you get in it and you you float around through all the countries with all these dancing little, <laughs> yeah, and they're singing It's a Small World, and they sing it over and over and over, and then in another language, and then another language, and then another <laughs> language. But you know what? Even my worst ride at Disney World is still yeah. in Disney World. You're just like, bring it on! Oh, you're rubbing it your nipples. It could be like 110 <laughs> degrees and 100% humidity, and I'm like, I'm at Disney World. There's a there's a news story, I want to say like five, six, seven years ago, about some disabled guy that was on a small world ride, and it broke down. And because they couldn't move him, everybody else got evacuated, but he had to stay up there while they, while they fixed it, and it took a while. And I guess the music just kept playing over and over again. Yeah. 
So he's just sitting there going, oh, God. Ah! <laughs> I will murder people <laughs> when I get out of here. But if it was you, you would still enjoy it. Oh, I'd enjoy it. I, I was on, the last time we were at Disney World, I was in the Haunted Mansion, and the ride stopped. It didn't break down, but every, on occasion, the ride will stop for some reason, and you might get like stuck in one spot for three or four minutes. And I was stuck in the middle of the haunted mansion. And I just like, I was in my element. I was in my prime. I just kind of sat back and all these other people were like, Oh no, we're stuck. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we're stuck. I'm right here. They're not getting me off this ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh, extra stuff. In my mind. That's right. I got an extra four minutes on the haunted mansion. <laughs> of course, there's so. some places it would be better to be stopped at, but you know, whatever uh, we were on, uh, the, Thunder Mountain Railroad and it stopped for a couple minutes and it like three cars ahead of us they were right under the waterfall and they got soaked <laughs> <laughs> wow so uh, what I'm hearing is go to Disney and have a ride breakdown it's gonna oh happen. it happens all the time and it's not necessarily like I don't want to say it's broken down like you it breaks down you have to get off the ride and walk away but on occasion like some kid might have their shoelaces come untied and get wrapped up in the escalator and they have to shut it down for a second until they can, you know what I mean? Like it's stuff like that. Well, it crushes his leg and grinds into pulp. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Escalators I mean, are death traps. If you, Disney world is so many working parts, like the, the people, the amount of people that are there and the amount of attractions that are simultaneously happening, the food that's being served, the shows that are, being produced and the parades and the rides and the people and the rides and the people and the food and the, you know, like all this shit <laughs> happening simultaneously, something is bound to slow the people, the, the people riding people. It's all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. It's, it's madness. When you go to Disney world, the slave tunnels beneath it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the underground railroad. It's like, <laughs> What you, would can that come, you may never leave. <laughs> the opposite of the Underground Railroad. You stump. You accidentally become a slave instead of purposely <laughs> escaping. Oh, well, what a terrible, terrible thing. I don't know who? I guess nobody actually on purpose becomes a slave. That that didn't make any sense. Anyway. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I see what you're saying. They, yeah. You know. You just go about I, your life, and boom, you're in a tunnel. Suddenly, you're an indentured servant to yeah. uh, <laughs> to, to George Costanza. <laughs> uh, All of a sudden, you're Jerry Seinfeld's butler. That's the way it works. You get, think you get to think that that works. Ride around in cars though and get coffee. That's that's cool. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of haunted mansions, I love mansions. I love like uh, the Munsters' house or the Adams family's house. Okay, I guess I'm saying, like, wow, how how often do you go to a mansion? This is no, I'm talking about like portrayals of television mansions where like there's endless rooms and each one has a, a different bit of horror in each one. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Although I can't say for much experience, I know much about the Munster house. I didn't watch that. The Adams family house, I remember catching a, a lot of episodes of that, but Munsters, not really. Uh, we work with somebody that their favorite TV show in the world is the Munsters. And if I, I won't tell you right now, I'll tell you off air who it is. And when I tell you, it will blow your mind. Like you won't even be able, you won't get it. It won't, 
like register with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah, now see, see how I've done that. <laughs> Weird. I love building people up with a story. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do is to bring people right to the edge, just and then leave them, dang take them to the brink, and then be like, and I'll tell you later. Clickbait. <laughs> See, now I got one that's almost the opposite because I love spoilers. I love spoiling things because it's it's kind of, I guess, tied into the whole secret knowledge. But if I've seen a movie and it's got like a twist to it I and I'm talking to somebody, I'm not going to go right out and say, and in the end, it was, you know, he was dead all along. <laughs> and his father, he was his dead father all along. But it was but I'm, I'm not going to just blurt it out, but I'll sit there with my eyes shining and my grin spread across my face going, but then there's something that happens. And do, do you want me to tell you <laughs> really, really hoping they say yes. I, th- I think that that's, that's a trait. That's a, that's something that I don't know. I was like that when I was a kid, I loved to, it's not that I loved to, maybe it was more of a compulsion, but like my family hated watching movies with me because I would constantly be like, well, you wait, you see what happens next. Watch this, watch this. You're not going to believe it when this happens. <laughs> even tonight tonight we were um getting the kids ready for bed and uh you know my wife was in the bathroom with the four-year-old brushing her teeth and getting her ready for bed and i was uh i was in the bedroom with our seven-year-old and i said hey let's do a magic trick and i said you hide here next to the bed i'll put a blanket here and then i'll have our four-year-old say the magic words and when they do when she does, I'll move the blanket and then something will be there. And then I'll put the blanket back, have her say the magic words again, and then I'll move the blanket and it'll be something different. Mm. And so we did it. It was like perfect. Like she was hiding on the side of the bed. I had a blanket and I said, say the magic words. She said, abracadabra. And I moved the blanket and there was something there. And then we did it again and it was gone. And you wouldn't like my four-year-old. She saw that <laughs> fucking magic and her eyes were just like, oh my God, it was one of the best moments ever where she was just like i could see in her brain she was going holy shit (laughs) that is magic and she was all on board like fully on board and then the seven-year-old spoiled the whole thing (laughs) she could not allow that moment (laughs) she had to spoil it and i'm like well you know but that is what siblings are for (laughs) wait 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 my sister's having a good time well what is it? The League of Magicians is not gonna. She wouldn't come on. She wouldn't fare well with the League of Magicians. No, no. Was it the League of Magicians or the Magicians League? I want to say League of Magicians. Spoil the illusion. Illusion. I'm looking it up. Okay. So I in have the meantime, but yes, yeah, spoilers. I I loved being able to tell, like finding out I saw something, even like in a book or something like that. And if I knew the crazy twist, the surprise, the blah blah blah. I had enough restraint not to just jump out with it, but I really, really hoped somebody would give me permission to spoil it for him. It's like gossip. Like it makes you momentarily interesting. Go ahead. Like, oh, I know something. Oh, I gotta share this. Guess what? Guess who stuck something where they shouldn't have? <laughs> it's the Alliance of Magicians, by the way. Alliance of Magicians. And they've got the sign that says we demand to be taken seriously. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's all an illusion. So when I was brainstorming, I was in a weird place and I wrote this down. So I'm just going to say it. Hot midgets. <laughs> yeah. God, hot midgets. I love hot midgets. 
Google Hot Midget. It's don't. so no, 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 no don't. do it, don't. do it, just don't do it, just don't do it. It's do so not good. Google Hot Midgets. Like it's so, it's like you've discovered something amazing. It's like you've discovered a magic trick, you know. <laughs> like I'm like your 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 youngest daughter there, just like <gasps> this is a whole world I never knew was a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the uh, they're they're kind of a novelty. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? We are offensive as hell. That I'm just is saying that right now. Awful. But hey, I mean, they're hot. They're beautiful women. They are. So it's this is. Oh like yeah, yeah, positive. women. Yeah, yeah, women. Yes. Wait, what? That's what, yeah. We were talking about women the whole time, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right. Yeah. I was. I want me a little Schwarzenegger midget. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at that, guys. His arms are as big as his torso. Did you go right straight to Schwarzenegger with the hot level? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So Schwarzenegger is like 7.2 stumpy (laughs) teeth. You know, if if that's your thing, I was just saying, you could be objective. I'm not like outing myself. (laughs) I don't know why that struck me so much. But, uh, you don't find Schwarzenegger hot. I'm just <laughs> we gotta get this on record. <laughs> um, Objectively, I'm just saying. Just saying that Schwarzenegger is the top level <laughs> of hot midget. <laughs> oh, what is the top level for female? Uh, hot midget? <laughs> like if you could have a a hot midget look like any woman who would it be who's um, who's the top level hot midget look alike linda carter <laughs> the linda carter movie. now is she yeah. wearing a wonder woman costume oh god yes oh okay sorry i'm back mm-hmm. that was fantastic by the way <laughs> okay hot midgets uh ah uh, it's so fun just to look through pictures like it's just like one surprise treasure after another okay i'm gonna do it right now do it if it's if it's a schwarzenegger midget that comes up first i'm did <laughs> <laughs> if it is you know i i can't help you there because i didn't do it because there was a period where uh, rob rob could attest to it i was trading off pictures of of course of a hot midget? Well, not trading because he didn't of course rob he was trading he did not reciprocate i had to send them all out i'm disappointed in you rob I'm waiting for my hot midget picture to come my way. One that I did not send out. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, for the record, I don't recommend anybody go Google search. (laughs) Do it. I recommend it wholeheartedly. (laughs) He's just being contrary. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Um, Hot male midget. (laughs) Type in Schwarzenegger midget. You know you want (laughs) to. Okay, everybody needs to stop doing what they're doing. And don't type in hot midget. Type in hot male midget. The, uh... Oh, okay. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Abort. Abort. I say abort. Do not. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Too late. Oh, yeah! Oh, no! I I warned you. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) No! Okay, I'm exiting out. Going away. Going away. I'd say that you... I'd say that you've soiled your Google oh. search history, but really, oh. I know that that's probably you know, mild. I, I thought I was on all the lists you could be on, but now I'm <laughs> I'm on another list. Well, again, we exist 
so people don't have to do certain things, and now they don't have to go Google search that. Don't do it. He was right. I was wrong. Don't. That was bad (laughs) right, like, two seconds in. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. Uh, um, I regret that entire category. Okay, anyways. (laughs) What's next? So what do you got? You got to help me here. (laughs) Um, uh, Things that I love. Uh, I love, of course, anything retro. Ah, okay. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a big retro fan. Even new things that are in the retro theme, I love. Um, Did you ever watch Future Man? I haven't yet. I I okay. will. Okay. Yeah, that that's on Hulu, right? Still. Yeah, that's what because I don't have Hulu, so. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, I kind of, I kind of think it's holding me back a little bit. Oh. Retro love, my love for all things retro, because you know I surround myself in that kind of stuff, and that's where I'm. I'm kind of stuck in that groove. Yeah, but nothing- you know, like okay, like ask yourself this: Have you ever met somebody that's up there in years, like in their sixties or seventies, who absolutely fucking loves like cutting edge stuff? Like I don't even know what cutting edge would be. I know absolutely. I know one. I can. I can limit. Uh. <clears throat> Um, one person I know that is in there, boy, he'd probably be upset if I said he was in his seventies and then it wasn't, but <laughs> I, so I won't say who he is, but, uh, I know one person that's in his seventies that loves all things, new tech, cutting edge, yada, yada, yada. But he was also it, in the business. So well, even that though, I mean, that's one thing, but I'm talking like new music, new. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. New, yeah, uh, people even stuff like the brand new movies coming out or something like that like if you find somebody like that they're a little off like you look at them funny even somebody in their 50s that's you know popping out to taylor swift or something like that you're like huh okay weird (laughs) because the expectation is that you find your era you find your groove and you just you enjoy it you you stick with it You, you call it good yeah those formidable years yeah they um stick with you so yeah like i you know and I'm not so much 70s, and I'm not so much not. I no, I'm I'm not much 90s at all. Early 90s, maybe, but <clears throat> first couple of years in the 90s, maybe. But see, I'm a lot 90s because I went through high school and college all within the 90s. So the night, like, I love the 80s, but the 90s is kind of kind of my decade. Yeah, honestly, I had a rough, I had a rough decade. It was a rough 90s for <laughs> me. But the uh, the 80s, though. There you go. Where it's at. Seven again, like I said, seventies not so much. I was born in the seventies and Yeah, I was a baby in the seventies, so I don't yeah, really <laughs> I do like I do like the seventies, but love the eighties. Love me some eighties. Uh, the eighties is good, and it's always fun for like a nostalgia dip, like the cartoons and the TV shows. Yeah. Listen to our whole eighties podcast. We'll you'll hear <clears throat> But we should do a nineties one someday just because just because that's your decade. And I can sit there and just be tortured the whole fucking time. Yeah, hell yeah. I could talk about friends ad nauseum. <laughs> but we could also talk Seinfeld, so there you go. True. Um, what's next on your list? Well, as kind of a reversal, I like the future, like specifically technology future or science future. Like I love prognostications about where we're going and what we might be able to do. Not just sci-fi where it's like, oh, in the future we'll have flying cars and you know hats that talk to us. That's got to be something. But Wait, hats, hats that talk. Uh, well, I have a light up hat. I suppose that. Well, it's communicating in some way. 
think it'd be more it's, code. It's basically communicating to other people that I'm a douchebag, but <laughs> is suppose. it flat brimmed? No, it's not flat brim, but it does light okay. up in the Patriots logo. No, no, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so like the you're idea talking like uh, how will packages from Amazon be delivered to us in the future? Sure, like you know, <clears throat> where's drone technology going? Where's like I saw something the other day where there is it exists a drone that can carry a person. So basically, we have flying vehicles now. Yeah, but can we make that work? Can we make that you know a system that's regulated enough that we're not going to all crash into each other? The idea of that, like. Or like cybernetic implants, like it was just a one-off thing. But I saw a news blurb that says, you know, close your eyes and make a fist and hold it somewhere in front of your body. It's like the fact that you can kind of tell the position of your fist is uh, some word for I can't remember. It's like, but they have now made a prosthetic that allows you to do that. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, that's freaking amazing. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting to, you know, Luke Skywalker's robot hand where they poke it with a needle and it goes out. Prosthetic drone. Mm-hmm. Like a flying arm? Yeah, like you can just <clears throat> spread your arms out and like your butt turns into <laughs> like a <laughs> rocket and you can fly to work. I was thinking you make a fist and your arm launches from your hand like a missile. But I like yours better. It's more practical. Yeah, that's right. Less fun, <laughs> but more practical. Well, no, it depends. I mean, it could be fun. Like if it doesn't, if it doesn't singe your ass, that yeah, would be awesome. Mean, to just fact, walk out the front door, spread your arms, and like shoot up into the air, and then get to work in three minutes. But you could punch somebody from across the room with a rocket arm. Well, maybe you can have a rocket arm and a rocket ass. Well, that's not go crazy. I think there's a limit to the human bodies. I don't think so. Rocket I don't like your future. My future, you can also you can you can punch somebody from across the room with a rocket fist, and you can rocket <laughs> ass your way to work. That's my like- future. Uh, a car in every driveway, <laughs> a refrigerator in every house, and rocket, rocket arms and rocket asses in every person's anus. That's my future. <laughs> Vote for me. I approve this message. So you rocket your arm. You, you find your 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 nemesis. You rocket your arm at him. Punch him from across the room. You're like, I'm out, bitch. <laughs> and then fly away. Or or you could double rocket. You could. Put out your rocket fist and then like go supersonic with your ass rocket (laughs) and just punch right through the person's face with your rocket fist and rocket ass. Ooh, you could race your rocket. You could launch your arm, then race it with your ass. Which which is stronger, the ass or the arm? These are the questions that we ask on this podcast. It's a dead serious podcast. (laughs) Uh, It is profound. That's why we are the masters of it. Which, which prosthetic breaks the sound barrier first your ass or your fist <laughs> the ass fist conundrum is what it's known as and scientists have been working on it since we've been fisting asses the wrong way <laughs> this whole time what in the future mean... <laughs> the fisting of the ass will mean something so entirely different that it will just be laughable that anybody ever thought will listen <laughs> and think wow this is how ideas are born they will think so many people that belong to the organization. <laughs> this this Brazzers, this was a scientific research center? Is this what was going on? Yeah, they drove around in the bang bus. And they <laughs> called... The big bang bus. They were researching the origin of the universe. <laughs> in a bus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Well, don't die yet. You don't have your robot ass fist. (laughs) 
Oh. Hang on. I'm trying so hard to incorporate all midgets. See, now that could be a problem. Maybe a midget really couldn't have enough room for an ass and a fist rocket at the same time. That'd be a lot of hardware in one little body. I feel bad for him now. You're picturing it, aren't you? Oh, God. (laughs) For anybody that wants to know what I was just thinking about, (laughs) just imagine a sky full of midgets, (laughs) hot midgets, rocketing themselves with their fists and their anuses, hurtling towards the bang bus. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. I'm just going to take a drink. I'm fine. I'm fine, everybody. I'm okay. I know. (laughs) That's not true. No. I never. Oh. <clears throat> I I want to live as long as I can, just so I can see. Well, traditionally, I said this: I want to live as long as I can, just so I can see how much humanity <laughs> discovers. But if it's a sky full of flying midgets, I I don't know. Oh God! Oh, I want to live long enough like to see this... a man walk on Mars and a midget fly through the air. Supermaning it out with his fist out there, just like. Wow, would you look at the rocket on that hot midget's ass. <laughs> Man, he can go. Look at that little Schwarzenegger-looking motherfucker. It's what Elton John was singing about the entire time. <laughs> rocket Man rocket is Man. about hot midgets. <laughs> he was a seer. He saw the future. Yep. So, okay, I'm back. Uh, I'm good. All right, so we know what you love. <laughs> Schwarzenegger I midgets. love... Okay, this is good. This is good. We're getting to it. We're actually having some therapy here. I love absurd things. <laughs> and the more absurd, the better. That whole picture you painted was like an abstract painting. That was like <laughs> like impressionism or something. Uh, Futurism mixed with abstract impressionism. Yeah, I'm a pioneer. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that, that honest. I'm being honest. That's on my list. I love absurdity. I love absurd things. I think <clears throat> that I hit the fucking jackpot where I work because <laughs> goddamn right. On a daily basis, something is so absurd <laughs> that you have to pause. Like you have to take pause See, every now, day. Your brush up with the absurd is probably a little more benevolent than mine because mine is frustratingly ignorant people like where i want to choke them out going how do you not get this how do you not understand this i'm teaching you this and you're not understanding this what's wrong that's my burden anyways that's <laughs> that's my cross to bear but you you see these people especially now that you've taken up a position temporarily well you get them right off the right out the gate you know like yeah fresh oh. virginal <clears throat> yep well we could spend like one day when our jobs are secure enough where we can say stupid <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, the, the stories that I reserve for dinner parties. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be able to tell some of the things that I've seen. Oh, the horror. <laughs> every every time I think I've seen it all. Holy crap. Yeah. No, I I come from a long line of absurd loving people. Like my dad loved absurd humor movies like Airplane and The Naked Gun and just... <laughs> Things that only make sense because they're funny. 
Otherwise, they would not make sense. <clears throat> I love that shit. See? Me and my brother both grew up loving that stuff, but not because of our parents. Mostly because of a friend we had that was older than us. Kind of got yeah. us into it. So, yeah. Now, I learned wicked early. Like, my, I w- I'd laugh at my dad laughing. My dad would laugh at something that was on <laughs> in a movie or something. I'd laugh because he was laughing. I didn't really know what I was laughing at. I got a lot of my sense of humor from him. And he he loves a good fart joke and mm. he loves some good absurdity. And man, I just I love I love that kind especially when it's organic. I love watching an absurd like like you were sitting in that movie theater and there was an <laughs> awkward moment between some human beings that just was absurd. Yep. Like I, that tickles me. I love that. I, I, I love watching somebody act in a way that is, you know, contrary to how a normal person acts. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I don't know. It gets me, makes me laugh. See, now I was about to say, like, I would love to see something like that. Like if somebody had recorded that and was putting it up on YouTube, I would love to see that. But what I find is that when I watch real life stuff, awkward social situations i feel awkward myself like i don't i can't get my kid into it like if i'm seeing something awkward and ridiculous in a movie that is fiction your airplanes your naked guns space balls what have you funny as shit but when i'm watching something that's awkward in a real life like i know this was filmed on the street between real people and it's weird and uncomfortable i don't feel i don't laugh that hard at it i feel weird and uncomfortable too i don't know why Mm-hmm. Like I need that that thin veil of fiction to make it acceptable in my mind. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> I guess there's a limit for me as well. Like I don't I get what you're saying and I feel that way too sometimes when when I know that a normal everyday person is going about their business and something bad is happening to them. It's awkward and bad. I don't like that so much as when I see something awkward that's just absurdly awkward. I It's like without getting into too much detail, we had a client at work um, who's no longer with us on yeah. Earth. Um, <laughs> wow. And his absurdity, that I, I just, I love that kind of stuff. I just <laughs> love it. I love it when somebody is straight out saying bonkers things <laughs> that don't make any sense. I mean, they do, but just in the context of what you're talking about that don't make sense. I just, I don't know. I love it. Well, I feel like I missed <laughs> Especially when you share that moment with somebody else. Right. I, I love to have a moment where something absurd happens and you can turn and look with some and share that moment with somebody <laughs> else that gets it. They know what's going on. I love that. That is fun because that's a personal connection. Yeah. Like that happened with somebody we worked with, I want to say like a couple months ago, I was walking out to the lobby and somebody was walking out with me, saw this other person and said something completely off the wall and random. And me and the person that the third person said it to, follow me here. Anyways, we kind of looked at each other and gave each other this look like, what the fuck did we just hear? And there was a connection. It was a moment. Like, and we both like kind of smiled. Then we saw each other later on the same day, and we're like, one of us repeated it, and we both started laughing. It was, it was a weird thing. It was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah, it was a, absurd, and it, it was a connection. It was a funny time. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I love. Love. It'll keep us together. So, <clears throat> switching gears. I love Taco Bell. Discuss. Um, I love Taco Bell. That I seems love like lamp. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I like most fast food. I love most fast food just because it's so bad for you. Like whatever the ingredients are, they're making it. So no, there's something there's 
Taco Bell, like there's fast food. Oh, something specific to Taco Bell? There's fucking Taco Bell. There's something about Taco I have loved Taco It's my hands-down favorite fast food joint. I don't... Like, when that news news stuff came out years ago, and like, oh, Taco Bell doesn't even use real meat. It's half newspaper, whatever the fuck it was. Oatmeal. I was, yeah, whatever it was. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I, that's I exactly where I was. People were like, oh, half their meat is actually oatmeal. I was like, okay, good. It's delicious. Yeah, it works. Congratulations, Taco Bell. You found the recipe that makes me want to... Why aren't we going and getting Taco Bell Bell at work, then? Is there one nearby? Yeah, there's one over by the Walmart. There's a Walmart? (laughs) Whoops. I'm I'm totally going to do that next week. I'm going to go get Taco Bell for lunch. Bring it back and make everybody fucking jealous. No, well, I'll get some. Let's do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, how much is a soft taco nowadays? Oh, yeah, no. What kills me? Taco Bell used to have the Enchirito. Oh, yeah. Here we go again with the Enchirito. Oh, God, yes! (laughs) Smothered in red sauce and cheese. It was the best thing ever. Then they got rid of it. Then they had the smothered burrito recently. Then they got rid of it. You can't even get... When I was a kid, they had a beef burrito, which was exactly what it sounds like. You got beef, you got red sauce, you got cheese, and I think maybe onions. Delicious. Now, you can get a bean burrito or a combo burrito, but they don't have a straight-up fucking beef burrito. So I have to walk into Taco Bell and say, okay, listen to me here. I want a combo burrito minus beans, <laughs> extra, extra red sauce. That is my order. And I have to watch them their eyes glaze over. Like, I don't care. You have to do this for me. This is what I want. That's right. You're a paying customer, and the customer is always right at a Taco God Bell. Damn right. So your your opinion right now is that Taco Bell is the number one fast food you eat? Oh God. I have actually mostly stopped eating any fast food, but I at least once every other week make it a point to get Taco Bell because I just have to have it. Hmm. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> is Taco Bell the king, the number one, el numero uno? Huh? I like what you did there. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're the tops for fast food for you. Si, senor. Mm. Los zapatos, pantalones. My favorite fast food. What is it? What do you got? I'm going to say my number one fast food is uh, it's a tie right now. I'm. I think that we need to do a tiebreaker. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask Rob on Monday. In an arbiter. Uh, yeah, it's either a Wendy's number six, which is a spicy chicken, or an Arby's beef and cheddar. Hmm. Now, do let me some Arby's. Dipping... I know what he's gonna say. He's gonna say no. You're. It's wrong. You're, it's the Grand Mac, uh, Big Mac. But oh, anyway. right, right. Anyway, you were saying I cut you off. Well, take an Arby sandwich, dip it in the red sauce, slather it. Yeah, that red. Oh no, it's gotta be dripping. The Arby sauce, yes. Yeah, and I would drink Arby sauce. It's so good. But my favorite fast food item, besides anything Taco Bell, the fillet of fish. I love, love the fillet of fish. Really? Not fast food fish, specifically McDonald's fillet of fish. Fillet of fish, extra tartar sauce is my favorite item for McDonald's, hands down. Hmm. But I can't remember the last time I got something from McDonald's that wasn't a filet of fish. It's been like over a year. My uh, my favorite item from McDonald's is the cheese royale. Royale with cheese. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Actually. Uh, <clears throat> actually, it's the royale with cheese. <laughs> what do they call a Big Mac? Uh, Big Mac. I don't know. Big Mac's a Big Mac. Big Mac's a Big Mac. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the quarter pounder with cheese is... That's my item at McDonald's. Yeah. And I could eat probably five of them. I never would because I'd die, but I could. No, you could eat five. Oh, I'm sure I could eat five, but then I'd die. 
Well, not if he I, had a rocket if, ass. At the very least, I wouldn't feel good about myself. If he had a rocket ass, they would just be like, <laughs> "No, I'd have a rocket ass. I'd have one afterwards." <laughs> you got that right. How like, do you think we're fueling all these prosthetic drones? It's all Big Macs. <laughs> it's, all, it's all quarter pounders with cheese, man. How <laughs> uh, they gonna fuel up just to get to work the next day? Load me up with a five quarter pounders. <laughs> uh, Obviously, in at Burger King, it's the Whopper. I mean, I don't even know why anybody gets anything other than a Whopper. If I go to Burger King, I get the exact same thing every time. A Whopper, original chicken sandwich, both without lettuce, because lettuce is pointless. <laughs> it's utterly pointless. It's just empty filler that makes shit messy. But yes, the Whopper is delicious. You know what I wanted to do? What, what did they have last year? The Black Bun Whopper that turned your poop green or some bullshit like that? What? Did you hear about this? It was a like a Halloween Whopper. The bun was black, and I guess it turned your shit different color, like green or something. Sign me up. Yeah, it was. It was like in the news, or it was a rumor or something. Fake news. Remember. Fake news. I never got around to trying it out. I could take seems a like something I would have definitely done had I known. Yeah. Bring back the green poop. Yeah, you know what I like? Rainbow poop. The ecto poop. I, I once had a neon green turd, and for the life of me, to this day, do not know what the hell I ate to do that. It mystified me. I actually stared at it for like a full minute. <laughs> going, what is this? Was it after you had had a monster energy drink or something? No, I don't drink those. I, I just screamed to the heavens, what hath God wrought? <laughs> I guess God being me, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not responsible for your own poops. Yeah, yeah. I'm a victim of circumstances. <laughs> I think somebody slipped me something. It's probably because of the roofies I had the night before. The handful of forget-me-nows? <laughs> forget-me-nows. <laughs> My only memento, green poop. Hmm. So, yeah. So I also else? have... I have turning to the more intellectual side, and we've sort of talked about this, but I love complex stories. I love multi-layered stories with facets and twists and turns. I love, because something reminded me of this the other day where I'm watching something and it was pretty simplistic and I guessed exactly where it was going to go. And I'm just like, man, I wish, I wish I was challenged. I wish I was, this was more complex and more multi-layered because I love something that you invest your time in and it builds and it unfolds. And that's the, the greatest feeling in the world is when something that you've invested in and dedicated yourself to and it unfolds and you have this revelation it all comes together and you can see it how the beginning set up the end and it just oh that's the greatest entertainment moment ever usual suspects like that yes yeah like that moment like i I remember watching that for the first time and being floored but even then usual suspects doesn't do it the best i I, i'm trying to think of the best example of it but but yeah that's good enough that's where you see it and you're like all those things he was saying, you realize you listen to an unreliable narrator and he was making it up as he went along and you're not sure what was true and what was not. And it's just and it just makes you think and it makes you reexamine everything you thought was given to you. And oh, God, I love that shit. That was that is what makes me read. That was what makes me watch a movie. The hope to find a gem like that. Um, I'm trying to think of one that is such a good payoff. That's like Westworld coming out again next week. Yes, I'm just I'm I'm going to be able to watch it on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to talk about it. That yeah. to me is what I love. I love the connection. Like I love a good story like that, but it means nothing to me if I don't share it, I guess. I yeah, have that's to, true. I have to get it out. I have to talk to somebody else about it. 
sometimes to figure it out. Like I, if I didn't have a sounding board for Westworld, you know, I would have got it. It would have been good on the surface, but I kind of needed another person to kind of talk about it. And that's, that's part of the complexity. That's part of the, like talking to you when you're the first one that revealed the theory that William was the same as man in black. And there's two different timelines going on Mm -hmm. that, or I guess, if you watch YouTube, I'll clip on it. What kind of dish did it? There's three if you want to look at it technically. But anyways. Oh, what's the like, third timeline? Well, every time they talk about, um, um, like they show the original park opening, even before William shows up. So like they show Ford as a really young man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Show, okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Or they kind of talk about Arnold, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah, that makes brief, sense. But it's a third timeline. So it does make sense. Or when what's her name kills Arnold in the town, you know, that's before William. And that's, so it's the earlier third timeline. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love spoiling it. So fuck you. <laughs> go fuck yourself. That should be my catchphrase. Spoiler. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, <laughs> that should be your t-shirt. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You're an asshole. <laughs> Discuss. But yeah. That, that, that has like you adding to that, like giving the, giving us that theory blew it like i had to go back and rewatch like i think by the time you said that we were four episodes in so yeah. i rewatched the first three or first four just to like say oh my god does this have legs does this is work and i because that just enthused me like that just filled me with joie de vivre and all that crap is that french yeah the joy of life oh i'm lacking in my french le pomme rouge ah voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir ah what else you got you got anything else wow that was my last regular topic, regular um, point. But I did have a final one. Ooh. I love making this podcast. Oh, uh, I do too. I love this podcast. I, it's, I'll say it a million times. It's great therapy. <laughs> it is. It's just so great. Um, just, a, just what the hell is Tom going to say next, you know? I did... <clears throat> I did have a little bit of a discussion about the podcast um, with a small group and it kind of moved on it just an individual conversation that I had with somebody else. It was like, you know, why, what, what's the deal? I think in my opinion, the podcast, uh, it's kind of just moving the ball down the court, you know what I mean? Or, or down the field. Cause yeah. like things get stagnant and I think that this keeps things fresh and like, even if what we're talking about is nonsense it's still our ideas and we're just, you know, we're moving the ball down the field. Yeah. Yeah. And entertainment wise, if we only entertain ourselves, then we win. Um, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be entertained? Like Saturday nights, I get a couple hours where I am thoroughly loving life, you know? Yes. I get to shoot the shit with you. I get to think about things in ways I never thought about, say stupid ass stuff and have perfect strangers get to listen to it. That's fun. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think we've got a really good format. I we both listen to a lot of podcasts. I I cast away quite a few. You know, mm-hmm. I might find one that interests me for a little bit. And who knows? Maybe there are people that have kind of just chimed in or found us and listened to a couple episodes, and we're not their cup of tea. Oh, that's absolutely. Just the, that's just the way it goes. But I I really like this format. This is a great format, and we get to chit chat. And you know, we covered it a little bit when we were doing the the best of or the, the year end whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know this is a continuation of a conversation that we have on a daily basis. Oh yeah, just maybe. how many times? 
How many times, if you listen to this podcast, how many times have one of us used the phrase, well, I was talking to you about this before, remember? Because that's what we do. Yeah. So, yes, I love the podcast as well. It is fun. I'm glad you that this we've we've discussed this before, but this is all Tom. This is your brainchild, and I'm glad you uh, wrote me in and brought me along for the ride. So, well, it's just you and I, man. I mean, yeah. Rob, once in a while, when we want to get dirty, <laughs> which we got to get dirty every once in a while. Every once in a while, we want to get dirty, but yeah, it's a good time. So we should probably end it on that note because it's pretty. Hi, yeah. hi. That's a good note. Well, you know, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. I love you, man. I love <laughs> you too, man. <laughs> okay trivia trivia wait wait i find mine i'm just gonna shoot mine out there so okay hit me uh do you remember when you asked me the it was the first or last it was the last vhs right that ever came out yeah yeah remember that trivia question that you asked me yeah that was uh history of violence right yeah it was the last vhs <clears throat> hey, when I got it. sweet okay mine is no <laughs> not what was the first dvd but when was the first DVD produced? When? Oh, see, okay. Like a year? And you can just give me the year. I, I have the actual date, but you can give me the year. All right. And so I'm going to say 1997. Wow. Hit the nail on the head. Damn. Yeah. What, what made you think 97? Because I thought that was late. Because I, I, I think about trends. Like things come out. Like people didn't really buy cassettes until the 80s, but that shit came out in the 70s, you know? Yep. So I'm like, okay, DVDs didn't really get legs under them and take off till the aughts. Because I didn't buy my first DVD till at least at the earliest, like 2000, I'm pretty sure. Do you remember what your first DVD was? Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Yeah. That Johnny Depp one. Yeah. I bought it used. Oh, I have the... I have the Sleepy Hollow movie poster on the other side of this wall. I mean, I watched DVDs. I rented them, but the first one I bought, I bought used at Best Buy. It was it was Sleepy Hollow. My first DVD was used as well. I bought it on eBay, and it was Saving Private Ryan. Ah, see, much more worthy. I, I mean, I like Sleepy Hollow. Oh, I do too. Yours, I is, yours is much more worthy. But yeah, so like this thing started becoming a thing in the ah, so I'm like, okay, technology wise, it's always out ahead of time before the popular culture catches on to it, right? So yeah. 97. 97. It was March, I think March 31st. That one I would never have gotten. So Yeah. What? March, have... March of 1997, the first commercial DVD players were on shelves for sale. Do you have the first DVD ever made? or what? No, I, first I, I don't know what that was. but Darn. Could have been a follow-up. Could have been, but it was not. Next time. My, my follow-up is, what's the first state that made Christmas an uh, actual holiday? Uh, Rhode Island. Alabama. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just, that's, that is what it is. That was left over from the Christmas episode. It was going to be. Weird. Anyway, your trivia question? Okay. My trivia question. Kind of apropos. We sort of touched around it a little bit. So <clears throat> if you fall asleep on a Tarantino movie set, there's something they do to you. What is it? <laughs> And there's okay. a bonus there's bonus points that you're not going to get but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Um they stick your hand in hot water and make you pee yourself. Yes, cuz every Tarantino movie is filmed at summer camp. <laughs> Panty raid. Mm. Uh I don't know. Uh they it seems to me like it would be a prank yeah, and they sort of like a mild covered... humil- a mild humiliation. Mild. Mild. Nothing, so they don't take the your pants off. Nobody's getting sued about it. Mm, they put it in the credits. <laughs> Handjob pirate. No. Wait. Ooh. From Black Sails. Um, geez, I don't know. What do they do? 
If you fall asleep on a Tarantino movie set, they take a picture of you with a three-foot dildo. <laughs> now, uh, bonus points. What's the name of the dildo? Marcellus Wallace. I would love if that was true. <laughs> Zeke. Or Zed. 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 Zed, baby. <laughs> it is Big Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know either of those, but now I do. And now I, I want to see a whole bunch of pictures of celebrities next to three-foot dongs. I, you know, I got to wonder if there's like a compilation somewhere. Hmm. Got to be. <laughs> I don't know. Cool. So, yeah, Big Jerry. Big Jerry, the three-foot dong. Speaking of which. <clears throat> yeah. Wait. Yes. Wait, no, I, I didn't mean that. Uh, My, my three-foot dong would be called Hot Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes of course it would be yeah Hot uh, damn that just took away my whole <laughs> shtick i was gonna up. do when i was gonna sign off you you shot your water a little too soon but um uh now i gotta come up with another one shit now you gotta right. do it now I'm, I'm wrecking my brain too that's okay but i do have to sign off so sign off all right so with that, I'm mm-hmm. going to bid you do. This is uh, neon poop, <laughs> neon green poop, saying "Hasta la vista, baby." Ah, uh, wait. Okay. Hasta la vista, baby. Yo quiero taco bad. Ah, uh, I am Bob Taco Hell Rocket Ass Scully. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking saying. Dip me in your Monday milk. Dip me in your Monday milk, bud. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.